Hi, it's Atomic Radio Hour, episode 248. 248 episodes in, and I'm still not hitting the record button at the proper time. I just recorded a 15-minute segment and totally didn't realize that I didn't hit record on OBS. Hi, my name's Vince, your favorite 9,000-year-old man with a portrait of himself in his attic. Because even though I have the, the demeanor, the debonair of a younger man, my back hurts constantly, and I can't stand these kids with their goddamn music hurt my back earlier in the week and didn't get to prepare as much as I wanted to for the, for the for this week's program, so I apologize. And then this happens with the recording. So, how are you guys? What's new? I just, like I said, 15 minutes just gone. 15 minutes of some genuine stuff gone. And now I have to play the game of remembering everything I just said. So, welcome to the show. Welcome to 248. You look beautiful. You look f- fantastic. What are you doing? How's your mother been? Tell her I called. So look, Kyle just sent me this thing a few minutes ago about New Vegas 2, which I don't even think I said thank you. Kyle, if I haven't said thank you and you're listening to this, thank you for sending me that. Fallout New Vegas 2 has slowly become the open world RPG fans version of Half-Life 3 or Mother 3 that has like its unofficial port. Every year, every two years, every three years since the game came out, there feels like there's these little, like, bubbles, these bubblings, these mutterings, these whispers coming from all over saying, hey, New Vegas 2 is happening. I remember back in the day, Josh Sawyer said, wouldn't it be great to go back? And then uh, when Microsoft bought Bethesda, it was very much... When are we getting New Vegas 2? When is New Vegas 2 coming? It's happening. They want to work on it. The people want to do this. So it's this game that's fabled. And I have a feeling that with New Vegas 2, it's going to be a little bit like Outer Worlds, where Outer Worlds, not by the development team, but Outer Worlds by the team, I'm sorry, by the fan base was very much touted as this is New Vegas 2. It had Tim Kaine. I believe Leonard Boyarski was there. I don't think Josh Sawyer worked on it, but I could be wrong, but it was very much... Here is a game that's an open-world RPG with consequences. And it feels a lot like a Bethesda game, which is not fair to say to an Obsidian game. But I feel like Obsidian's biggest Obsidian's biggest games are New Vegas and uh, that South Park game that they made. Like, that Overgrown has become quite large as well. But still, like, you play those games and they feel like traditional open-world RPGs. Like, they feel Outer Worlds does. So people want to see New Vegas 2. And inside the code, Kyle sent me this video by a fella named Jesse Cox. And I don't know if Jesse Cox is a reliable news source. I've never heard of him before. But I think anybody is more reputable than IGN. I think, like, maybe I'm telling stories out of school. Maybe this is me thinking a little too highly of the program that I've cultivated. But I think I'm a better resource than IGN because I'm not paid to give things better scores. There's no reason why every single Call of Duty has like an 8.8 or higher. And I've never said I didn't like something because there was too much water. So, this fellow reports saying, Jesse Cox, saying, uh, he reports on this thing on Steam and from PC Gamer, which I'm going to talk about both. On Steam, there was somewhere in the Fallout 4 code, uh, a line, uh, a pathway, a gateway, something that said, New Vegas 2. And then later on, it got taken away. And it was reported by PC Gamer that it was probably Bethesda trying to quell the rumors and the speculation around it. 
they're bringing out a next gen update for Fallout 4. It was announced this year that it was going to come out. And that's going to be on, uh, I don't know if it's going to be on PlayStations, but it's going to be on Xbox and it's going to be on PC. And it's probably Creation Club stuff, honestly. They're, they said they're going to bring out some more Creation Club stuff. If they do full on DLC, hot damn. Uh, that's going to be amazing, but I doubt they're going to do it. The game's almost 10 years old. It's 2023, so it's like 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Yeah, it's, it's, it's eight years old. It's an eight-year-old game. I remember, wow, I remember exactly where I was when it came out. So they're going to add new Creation Club stuff to it. Great. Cool. Fantastic. Big fan. It, the creation club stuff should be free in my opinion, but whatever it's here. And in 76, they added the, the NCR desert ranger stuff. The, uh, the armor now I'm be paranoid the whole time and triple check to make sure that I'm recording. They added the desert ranger armor, which doesn't make sense because the NCR, it takes place 20 to 25 years after the, the, the vault opens after the bombs drop. And the NCR isn't started until 80 years after the Great War. So why is NCR Ranger Armor there? Who knows? Let's just hope that 76 isn't canon, except for the vault's opening and like six other things. Anyway, this line of code is there. It's probably for Creation Club content because we're. I just don't think we're going to get it now. Like, there's a possibility. There's a video I did, like, a year ago that's just called Fallout New Vegas 2. And it's 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 a very clickbait thumbnail. It's, like, me with my hand on my face and, like, <gasps> like just soy pogging. And I think there's a possibility that we could get it. But I don't think we're going to get it, like, for the next six years. Genuinely for, like, the next six years. We're getting Starfield later this year. We're going to get Elder Scrolls 6 in about 6 years, and we're going to get Fallout 5 in about 8 to 12 years. That's just the way the cookie crumbles. Like, that's just what's going to happen. And I think it would behoove them to remake 1 and 2, tell us if Tactics is, is canon or not, maybe do something with that, and then remake Remaster 3 in New Vegas. Will it happen? Who knows? Probably not. Because Todd has said that he doesn't like remasters, he doesn't like remakes, he likes the games the way they are, go back and play them that way. And honestly, if you go buy a four, five, six hundred dollar pre-built PC from a Best Buy, you can probably run three in New Vegas, no problem. Because I have a ten-year-old pre-built that runs New Vegas and Fallout 3, no problem. I've updated, upgraded like the graphics card maybe once and the and the power supply. So it's there. But like I said, this is our elusive white whale. Like call me Ishmael because this just seems like it's in front of me and it's there and it'll have to be taken care of at some point. But who knows? I don't think we're going to be getting it anytime soon. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised though. You know, them being who they are, them being Bethesda, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just like, yo, and it's there. But now that they're a part of Microsoft, I, I have to wonder how much does Microsoft meddle in their stuff? Does the Do the other studios talk to Bethesda or is it very much we own them and we give them funding, but that's about it. Like we don't really like they they're free to do their own their own Johnson like they can do whatever they want. Let me know what you think. I know everybody wants a New Vegas too, but like join the Discord. Link in the description below. Tweet at me. Link to my Twitter in the description. Leave a comment on this video. Let me think below or let me think. Tell me what you think below 
about New Vegas 2 and if you think it's going to happen or not. Or if it does, what do you want to see? When do you want to see it? It'd be nice to see it like like seven, eight years after the, the Battle of Hoover Dam and that we get a definitive winner. But honestly, I don't think we're going to get a definitive winner. And if we do, that means they either have to write out, they have to either write out the, the courier for being there or they have to give the courier a definitive story. And I don't know if they will because at the end, the game, a game like Outer Worlds, at the end of Outer Worlds, it advances the story by like a hundred years. So you don't have the chance to meet your character. Let me know what you think. Comments below, please. Love you. So, like I said, I don't have a ton of stuff planned for this. That that like that was Kyle sending me that and going, "Hey, did you hear about this?" And that was breaking news live. Stop the presses for me. I don't know for you, but I hurt my back. Something awful. Just something friggin' awful. And I'm in just an absolute tremendous amount of pain. And uh, it's been about a week. I don't know what's wrong with me. And I live in a country that doesn't care about its citizens. So I don't have great health care. Uh, and I don't really know what to do. And honestly, uh, kind of scared that I'm going to go to the doctor and they're going to be like, hey, brother, you got to pay 40 grand. Ah, that hurt. Just for the doctor to come in and be like, hey, thanks for that. Uh, you're fine. Just take this one pill that I don't I like. Then medicine a prescription is a ton of money so you know it's just it's worrisome but i before i get into this week's lore which is a is a great one um in my humble opinion a really really fun one i have to thank some people i have to thank the patreon because of you guys i can continue to do this i continue to uh be able to make something that i love and share something that i love with people and uh, i have to thank some people real quick starting from the top i have to thank the og noah Thank you, Noah. After Noah, I have to thank Danny. Thank you, Danny. After Danny, I have to thank Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. And last but certainly not least, I have to thank Mellow Millhouse. Thank you to Mellow Millhouse. Like I said, because of you guys, the show continues to grow and become bigger and stronger. Normally what I do is I'll ask the Discord or the Patreon a question or a poll and they pick the lore. And like I said, I got hurt and my entire weekend was shot. My entire week was shot. It's very hard to work when your back hurts like this. And I was thinking to myself, what haven't I done that I really would like to talk about? Something that just permeates throughout the entire series. When I do these little thought experiments, I really think like, what is a main feature of Fallout that like doesn't get talked about a lot, but is just constantly there? And I thought about how water gets moved from place to place and how food gets moved i thought caravans i thought crimson caravan i said why not do it on crimson caravan so if you'd like to hear any lore and i mean any lore whatsoever of the fallout series make sure you're in the discord because once a week uh, i might ask a question in there and say hey what do you want to what do you want to know first person to get the question right that i'll ask gets to pick lore even at the one dollar tier in the patreon you can you can enter a poll and say what lore is going to be and remember, at the $10 tier, you could listen to these episodes filmed live or just leave a YouTube comment because I'm more than happy to take YouTube suggestions and do lore. That's how Mean Son of a Bitch got done. And this week's lore that I picked, uncharacteristically, I picked, is on the Crimson Caravan from Fallen New Vegas, but the entire series somewhat as a whole. One of the largest trading companies in all of New California routes in almost every major town. They are a company that does the most basic thing that they're, they're, they're truckers. They're teamsters. They have the most important job, arguably the most important job 
next to like farming next to cultivation and agriculture because for for places that can't get certain things they can to bring it to them started by dimitri romana and kerry lee uh they are the they are on the council that the hub has. Now, the hub has three major contractors, three major merchants, and two from each, two people from each major merchant is on this council. Crimson Caravan has two of them. Uh, there's, there's four, there's six seats total. Four people have to agree. They can never agree on anything. Them being traders, and especially starting in the hub, their natural competition is the Fargo traders and the water mer merchants, but they sabotage each other because they're trying to undercut prices. They're trying to make sure that you go with one over the other. And Fargo, being a reference to Brian Fargo, they constantly go at it with each other, trying to make sure that you use one service over the other. But they don't ever really attack each other outright. They might say, like, oh, we'll do a little better than Fargo. We might do a little better than this. But they don't, like, go out of their way to attack other people. Now, the Crimson Caravan quickly rose to the top. And there is a quote here that I want to read directly from the wiki. I get all of my lore off of fallout.fandom.com. The Crimson Caravan would do any job, no matter the risk, as long as the client paid for their expensive services. Crimson Caravan would lead its heavily armed caravans to hell and back. Pretty much, we will do the service as best as we can. We will make sure it's the best service that you can pay for, and because of that, you're going to pay a premium. But you're always going to get the job done. You, We will always get it done, no matter what it is, no matter how big it is, no matter how far it is. If you have caps, we have travel. We will make sure that you get what you need done, but you're paying for the premium. You can go to Fargo. You can go to you can go to Cassidy Caravans. You can go to any other caravan service, but they don't guarantee that you will get there. You can go to Happy Trails. Not guaranteed you're going to get there. You're going to get what you need there. Now, most people call this business model crazy. Uh, Dimitri and Kerry are they're esoteric in the way they do things. They have a love of violence. They don't really care who worked for them. They did have, they didn't really care who worked for them as long as they got the job done, but they did have a policy of hiring more experienced caravanners. And they had a fee that if you did a one-way trip, it was 600 caps. And if you did a, a round trip, it was 1,200 caps. And it's, I believe the third and the 17th of every month is when they do their, their big trips. So you could make 2,400 caps a month. And I think that's a lot. I think that's a hell of a lot. So how much are they charging? Now, outside of two attacks from the Master's Army, Master Army raids, they had the lowest caravan loss rate. Like, the Master Army raids attacked them twice, and they or multiple times, but they only, out of that, had two losses. Caravanning, I think there should be... Uh, like this is why I think they should make smaller games and stuff because you could really make a smaller game maybe with like light RPG elements that you only get up to a certain level that you explore a small piece of Fallout lore that's just here's a $30 game here's a $40 game and you work for like caravanners and you get to experience caravanning even if it's something like a telltale game or even if it's just like a shooter that just lets you be in the in the world and experience things I think that'd be really cool because 
caravanning seems like a difficult job. You are against death claws. You're against geckos. You're against super mutants. You're against floaters. You're against centaurs. You're against some crazy drugged up, chemmed up asshole with a gun who just says, you have stuff I want. As the NCR grew, so does the Crimson Caravan. And this became a staple of the economy for the NCR. Because of this, by 2281, almost every major settlement, like I said, has a branch of the Crimson Caravan in NCR territory. This allowed for more opportunities. The Jameson family of Redding, California were massive influences. They wanted to uh, support, they wanted to give money, and they wanted to invest inside of, of Crimson Caravan. Now, this kind of became in a weird way, a detriment to them because by 2281, Henry Jameson was the CEO of the New Vegas branch, but he completely runs that branch into the ground because he was more interested in gambling and hookers. He leaves it pretty much to Alice McLafferty and she's kind of the one who has to go take care of things more or less, but she's a shrewd businesswoman. She's, she's heartless. Like she gets, she needs, she gets done what needs to be done. No help to Henry Jameson of Redding, California. Following the destruction of NCR gold reserves and the Brotherhood War. So the Brotherhood War was a war between the NCR and the Brotherhood of Steel. The Crimson Caravan was a major part of reintroducing the bottle cap as a form of currency. Now, in the U.S., we had what's called the gold standard. I believe in, in London, in England, they had, um, I think it's still backed by silver because I think it's still referred to as uh, pounds silver or something because it's backed by sterling silver. In the U.S., our money means nothing. Our money is completely, I believe the term is fiat money. Uh, I could be wrong. Not an economist, just a, just a guy who likes to yell about the, the fake apocalypse on a podcast on the internet. And because of this, our money, like I said, means absolutely nothing. So at a time where if you had X amount of dollars, it meant you had X amount of gold. Now it just means you have X amount of fun bucks. You have monopoly money. The NCR's money was backed originally by gold. But like I said, the destruction of their gold reserves tanks it. This happening after this war almost completely destroys the economy of NCR. The NCR almost collapses in on itself because of this. Now, settlement started to develop its own currency, and the hub is connected to NCR and the Mojave. It's, it's, a, it's a hub. It's where a lot of commerce comes out of. It's where a lot of people come and go. And because of this, they reintroduce bottle caps as a, as a staple form of currency backed by water. It's never said directly in game that the cap is backed by water, uh, but there is a, and I, I get the memes ready, there is a MatPat video that supports this, and it makes a ton of sense, but also Josh Sawyer has said that, uh, I don't have it written down, and I'm paraphrasing what I remember reading, it was pretty much, we're going to back it with water because it's a constant source that everybody needs. So, them being the business people that they are, the Crimson Caravan, they have contracts with other caravanners and you can meet Cass and you can buy out her her contract and everything but the way their contracts works is Crimson Caravan offered contracts where food water living quarters and other amenities are supplied until the end of the contract but pay is held until the completion of said contract the employees were made aware of this when they sign 
everything about them it's not like shown what their contract looks like or how they file contracts or, or do everything they honestly probably they probably don't have a notary republic who's there ready to rock and or roll to make sure that everything's square and on the up and up but it's very much this is the rules this is how we're going to do it it's very much black and white we put everything out in the open and you know what you're getting into before you get into it if you broke contract no pay was given so they gave you everything you needed to live and then when you were done like i said you got the money because of you breaking contract and how big crimson caravan is they would kind of spread word watch out for this guy watch out for this person they did this they did that and it would be harder for other people to get work now like i said because of the ncr growing and the crimson caravan growing with them essentially i didn't say it and i apologize crimson caravan starts in 2151 fallout 1 takes place in 2161 ncr is started at the end of that so the end end of 2161 beginning to mid of 2162 so they start 10 years beforehand and because of the ncr rise to power and how they started 10 years 11 years after uh crimson caravan in 2151 they have massive contracts with them to support to supply their goods and move their goods across the mojave and ncr territory so they supply trade routes for ncr for the ncr armies moving weapons and armor and other equipment and because of this the gunrunners and the mormon traders control northern trade routes alongside with cassidy caravans and the fargo traders have kind of moved into other spaces that they're not occupying because they have such a such a hold such a grip on what they're controlling even in 2281 alex alice mclafferty wanted to keep the tradition undercutting the competition exterminating the competition industrial espionage or just straight up buying them out because when words don't talk money do that's the worst english that's the worst english phrase sentence i've ever had now the van graphs are in an agreement to help out but the van graphs are shady the van graphs help out ncr like backhandedly in a way to like sabotage the legion so they're like the van graphs are very much a corporation who's like we're gonna do everything we can to make the most amount of money and i could see if they ever did make a new vegas 2 crimson caravan and the van graphs being at each other's throats now them being as big as they are and the reputation they have raiders want to go after them people that are trying to ransack caravans for quick money quick chems quick ammo uh for more dangerous regions they split the caravans into smaller groups multiple smaller groups as to not lose everything attached so let's say you want to move a ton of weapons a ton of ammo a ton of meds a ton of chems and you're paying a hefty price they'll split up caravans into three four caravans maybe more depending on who the contractor is and how big it is just to make sure that they don't lose everything in case something goes missing it's not like it's, it's not likely to happen because of who they are and the reputation that they hold but you know it's there the way they do it is they use the almighty brahmin uh, they carry large amounts of goods and it pulls carts made of old cars and trucks and that became a staple i don't believe that they're the first but they've kind of popularized 
the image of a Brahmin carrying things, pack Brahmin carrying things. I always wish that there was an option that you could have a pack Brahmin with you. I thought that'd be really cool to up your uh, carry weight, but then, you know, there's a chance it could die. I just think that's a really cool feature that would be great to be implemented in game. Now for the caravanners themselves, they like light armor, layered civilian clothing, just like any other wastelander. And they use weapons like knives, brass knuckles, caravan shotguns, where the name comes from, varmint rifles, 357 magnum revolvers, and lever action shotguns. I would think that on my caravan, I'd want at least one guy with uh, a shotgun, maybe a guy with a sawed off, and definitely a guy with a rifle. I think caravanning is super neat. And like I said, I wish there was some way to experience it. You can experience it in Fallout 1, but I believe you work for Fargo. I could be wrong with that because uh, I'm pretty sure I went to the Fargo offices and just talked to somebody. And they were like, if you want some caps, it's a two-week uh, trip. You can go if you'd like. And uh, you get an experience... You get like a random encounter. You might have to fight some people. You could die on the trip. You might not. You might. Who knows? Now, like I said, I get all of my lore off of fallout.fandom.com. And right now, I just want to check to make sure that there's nothing that I missed. Since the Crimson Caravan is so closely associated with NCR, if you go to the property in New Vegas that's right by McCarran, dressed as either Legion, Great Khan, or Brotherhood, they attack. Especially if you side with Legion after the Don't Tread on the Bear quest, they'll attack you on site and you lose out any of the quests there. Killing all of the guards there also uh, gives you NCR infamy. Because the Fiends are so close, Vault 3 is right there, because everything right there is so close, there's actually a chance that Fiends will just walk up to the Crimson Caravan Company building and, like, walk in, like, the compound and walk in. They're usually taken out, like, immediately, but I think it's a neat piece of world building of them trying to, like, oh, just high out of their minds going, I, 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 I can take them. They're super neat. They only really have the one appearance in New Vegas, but they're talked about, and they're great. I just think they're fantastic. I think it's a great bit of world building that fleshes out the world 10 times more than it needs to even be. And it's just another reason why everybody loves New Vegas. But that is this week's lore. Hey, gang. So I edited it out in the lore segment, but I sneezed uh, and it felt like my lower body was going to shatter. Like that episode of SpongeBob with the guy with the glass bones. Like that's what in the paper skin. That's what it felt like. Um so I don't really have much. I should have something coming next week. Papa uh, from the jungles of Neo-Vietnam had messaged me uh, and said he has a care package coming in. So I don't know what's in it. I would hope something good. I know it's something good. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, but, you know, he sent me something and I have to pick it up and it's going to be on the show next week that's really all i have for you this week thank you for joining me my name has been vince your 999,000 year old host uh if you like the intro music it's by the one and only shane ivers it's called feather duster all of his heaters all of his music at silvermansounds.com slash free music where you can find feather duster and a lot of other great stuff follow me on twitter there's also links to my twitter the show's twitter and kyle's twitter uh, there's a link to the Discord down there as well. There's a link to the Patreon. Thank you to the Patreon and the Redbubble. I love you very much. You look great. I hope you're having a good week. I hope your back doesn't hurt. Like, I hope you don't feel like a geriatric man. I, I'm going to see you next week, hopefully. Hopefully you come back for the care package thing that I have set up for next week. I don't know what it is. I hope it has like a Neo-Vietnamese sticker or something on it just to show that it's been through customs and what have you. I love you very much, and I'll see you next week. Be kind and be safe, and I love you. Bye. Bye. See you.